Hello, and welcome to the Science of Work. I am your host, Dr. Lisa Belanger. Today's episode is all about a trending topic that could ultimately change the current norms of our work schedule. We're talking about the four-day work week. Should we do it? How? What should be considered when making this choice? We'll explore the research on how the four-day work week affects employee productivity, health, and happiness. The Science of Work is brought to you by Quantic School of Business and Technology. Quantic is the mobile-first business school that seeks your ambition, not just your tuition. A selective admission model ensures you'll learn alongside students who are helping shape the future of business and technology. Hear their stories and learn more about the modern NBA at quantic.edu slash the science of work. So when we consider the four-day work week, I'm of course referring to instead of the five-day work week that many North American companies, certainly other countries around the world, practice. It is important to note that countries do have different norms when it comes to work life and work style, and then of course different industries have different norms as well. It's a very hot topic, this idea of reducing the amount of days you work during COVID with mental health decline. Currently, working from home has increased working hours by about 10%, and employees more likely to work on the weekends. Traditionally, there's two ways to do the four-day work week. Go from 40 hours to 32 hours and eliminating one of the days, or keeping 40 hours in four days, working 10-hour days. Really, there's many different combinations you can make in hours and salary. Four-day work weeks are a subset of the broader concept of alternative or flexible work engagements. If we think about the history of why do we work five days a week, eight hours a day, it really stems around the concept coming from Henry Ford. In 1914, Henry Ford shifted from the nine-hour workday to the eight-hour workday, looking at productivity and error rates. In 1918, Congress passed the Adamson Act, establishing the eight-hour workday for interstate rail workers. In 1927, Ford moves to a five-day work week. In 1938, Fair Labor Standards Act mandates a federal standard of a 44-hour work week. 1940, Act is updated to 40 hours a week, which is what we see reflected today. Also in 1940, mobile and Gulf oil companies adopt the 440 schedules for their truck drivers, and it remains the first document adopting the four-day work week. If we look at this compared to other countries, the Netherlands, as an example, average work time per week is 29 hours, which is the lowest in an industrialized nation. Then there's countries like India that on average have a six-day work week, many of whom have gone to a five-day work week during COVID. Workers want flexibility. We know this. This was a need before COVID, but COVID has certainly made this a necessity. FlexJobs 2019 annual survey, 30% of workers reported leaving a job because it did not offer flexible work solutions. 45% of respondents said that they are interested in working an alternative work schedule. 74% of workers said that work-life balance is a top factor when evaluating a job. And 80% of employees said that they would be more loyal to their employers if they had flexible work options. When we think of the four-day work week, we need to challenge some assumptions. Dr. Karen Foster, a sociologist from Dalhousie University, explains. I think the first thing is to say this thing that we have right now that we consider the standard is an artifact of a particular time and place. There is nothing sacred about it. There's no reason why 
40 hours is this like golden number that can't be messed with. If we look at some case studies from around the world of companies that have adopted the four-day work week, we can establish some concepts to think through. Perpetual Guardian, a New Zealand law firm, tried the four-day work week, reducing hours from 40 to 32, but kept the same pay. 45% of employees reported improved work-life balance, 27% reported reduced work stress levels, 20% of employees said that they gained productivity, they had better attendance, no change in job performance when they looked at the five days to the four days. What they needed to do to maintain the same level of productivity included reducing meeting times, creating time to work without distractions, and working smarter, not harder. They also saw some side effects, lower electricity bills. They did an eight-week trial, and then they established it as an opt-in only. The Gothenburg Sweden Care Facility switched to a 30-hour work week with no pay cuts. They're not focused on the four-day work week, but they focused on shorter days. In the first year, they saw a reduction of absenteeism, improved productivity, and improved worker health. At Microsoft Japan, they established this in summer 2019, a four-day work week with the same pay. They saw decreased electricity bills, less meetings held, and fewer pages printed. 40% productivity boost was reported. In Seattle, Killer Visual Strategies did the four-day work week in 2007, and they saw a productivity increase of 20%. The Nova Scotia municipality in Canada did a nine-month pilot study of the four-day work week, with nine hours worked per day. They could either get Monday or Friday off. After that pilot, no one member chose to keep the five-day work week. So if this works, it increases productivity and increases employee well-being, what needs to be considered? There's certainly jobs that the four-day work week is challenging or impossible just due to the nature of the job. Any kind of public-facing positions often have to have the five-day work week. What about childcare for your employees? If they're required to work more than eight hours, and childcare is only for eight hours a day, does that put parents at another disadvantage? Should you keep the same salary or reduce the salary? How are you measuring productivity to make sure that this is something that is improving? What about collaborations? So if people are taking different days off, how are you making sure that people are working together? What about clients? While you could establish a four-day work week, it's not necessarily going to be reflected on the rest of the world. What about days off? How would holidays work? In a survey done in 2019 asking employees what they would do if they had the Friday off, 54% of them said that they would use their day shopping, 43% said they would go to the cinema or theater, and 39% would eat out at restaurants. Knowing this, is this something we should consider when we're reopening economies? In 2019, an annual survey done by FlexJobs, 69% of workers said that flexible work options is the top factor when choosing a job, which overtakes work schedule, location, and health insurance. So as we start to recruit, and knowing this is something that we could possibly offer, should we be thinking through it? Think about what kind of company you are, how would it affect your business, your team? There are many different ways to think through options for the four-day work week and how it could be implemented. I discussed this with Chris Higgins, Professor Emeritus at Western University's Ivy Business School. The real trick would be, does everybody get Friday off or Monday off? You'd have to spread it across the five days. So randomly you'd get Monday, then Tuesday, then Wednesday, then Thursday, then Friday. 
Because if everybody took Friday off or Monday off, organizations would grind to a halt for the four days over the weekend. So yes, it can work, but I think there would have to be some uh, discussions um, about how to make it work. This podcast is brought to you by the Quantic School of Business and Technology. Quantic is transforming the traditional MBA and executive MBA with interactive platforms built for the modern student and future leaders. With a focus on innovation and strategy and mobile-first, network-driven approach, Quantic allows you to learn on your schedule alongside leaders from around the world. Delivered in an award-winning micro-lesson format, you'll receive personalized feedback every eight seconds, not just at semester's end. Transformative leaders need transformative education to make real change. Visit quantic.edu slash science of work to learn more about the modern NBA. If you have questions about the four-day work week, join our experts on our Facebook group by searching the Science of Work podcast in the Facebook search bar. We'll see you there. So how would we implement the four-day work week? What would this look like? What problems are you trying to solve by changing it to a four-day work week? And how can you achieve that? What are other ways you could think through it? For example, my preference for how I work best is not a four-day work week, but it would be a full day without meetings. What about working six days and just having shorter days? Work every Friday in the winter, but then get every Friday off during the summer. Offer two personal days a month that the employee gets to choose. What about mental health days? We have to think through this. It's a give and take relationship. If you give an extra day off, what are you doing to decrease the workload or meeting times or structure work in a different way? There needs to be good leadership to answer proposed questions to fully figure out the four day work week and if it's possible. The most important thing to think through or really to ask is what do your employees want? Stephen Gloverman, a resident scholar at the Fraser Institute, has this to say. You're skeptical of whether any organization can count on their workers being more productive if they officially cut the number of hours that the workers are supposed to work. Certainly, if we're talking about knowledge workers, what might appear to be just um, a kind of spacing out, let me call it that, really turns out to be very innovative and creative time spent. So should you do it? The Society for Human Resource Management released a report saying 23% of organizations have implemented a true four-day work week. 60% of those organizations express gains in employee satisfaction, productivity, resulting in fewer meetings. If you think back to episode one, meetings can be a true time suck. 39% of U.S. workers noted a distaste for a four-day work week. Most common reasons were inability to maintain social aspects of work, limited productivity, and fear of distractions from their work. This is all to say, if it is something that works for your team, there needs to be structural changes and think through what employees get from work. So for example, wanting to be productive or wanting that social aspect of life, and how are you going to bring it in with a changed time structure? There's also literature to warn against the four-day work week. Most people think of the four-day work week as a way to increase leisure time, not necessarily a way to improve job satisfaction. There's also something called the Hawthorne effect, 
everybody accepts and enjoys the four-day work week until it becomes the norm. The concept of the four-day work week is really geared towards streamlining work and having the highest level of productivity and happiness. Shouldn't that always be the goal, regardless of the amount of days? Employees want flexible work. We know that. So how can you create that? And I go to the same question every time. Ask your employees. Ask what they need to perform at their best. As companies, of course, we're concerned about the bottom line. But knowing right now that employee well-being is at the top of what we need to do to get our people performing at their best, is this a way to achieve it? The four-day work week may or may not be the answer, but it's a good question to start asking. Can you explore flexibility for your workforce? knowing that there are certain levels of client-facing activity or collaboration that is needed. The most important thing is to start asking the question, what works for your company and for your workers? Thanks for listening to this episode of The Science of Work. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. If you're interested in joining us for more conversations, join the Facebook group of Science of Work podcast. A special thanks to Dr. Karen Foster, Stephen Globerman, and Chris Higgins, and everyone who made this podcast possible. Research was conducted by Dr. Alex Dzinski and Megan Lloyd. For full scripts and further resources, please visit our website at ConsciousWorks.com. Remember, consciously design your day or somebody else will. Music.